Otakuology Podcast with Otaku Mike Engine Graves. Hey all, Jin here with another episode of the Otakuology Podcast where we like to pod about a lot of nerdy things from TV shows, movies, anime, manga, comics, uh, video games. I don't know if I said that one or not already. Um, We just like to podcast a lot about a lot of nerdy things, so come check us out. So for this episode, we're talking about uh, Over the Garden Wall, uh, episode 9, chapter 9, segment 9, whatever we're calling it, um, Into the Unknown. Uh, So, the synopsis for this episode is Greg finds objects of a mysterious shape. A journey through time reveals the origin of Wirt and Greg's descent into the unknown. So, of our opening at the very beginning for uh, this part of the chapter, we have where we see that Greg actually um, had taken the rock with the face painted on it is for lack of better terms, rock fact rock um, from who we find out is old lady Daniels, um, which she doesn't like to be called old lady, but we find out that's who yard it comes from. Um, and I feel like that played a crucial role in the last episode. So So with this episode, this is actually one of our jam-packed episodes that has a lot of different things happening in it. Um, We we finally find out the girl that Wirt likes, which is Sarah. Um, Kind of the reason why the whole story got started. um, Because Wirt um, likes Sarah and made her mixtape, doesn't know how to talk to her. Um, And that's kind of where we get into this is more so of a high school crush. Now we see him in clothes that don't seem very familiar for him, uh, for what we've seen him in up to this point. Um, but we do have some crazy things that happen. Uh, so the first thing is he doesn't have a costume and he sits there and actually, um, gets in an old Christmas box and pulls out like a Santa hat um, that's standing up and he cuts the white fuzz off of it, the little ball on the end and around the the brim of the hat, Um, which this alludes to that we have kind of a really nice time. We have a fun time uh, for most people being Christmas, you know, it's Uh, joy and all this other stuff and then he goes into a box in the attic starts pulling out stuff which uh, looks to be a world war uh, or a civil war uniform um, from maybe an uncle or something from somebody who knows a grandparent Um, but with this one we have um you know, a symbol of things that were bad. Um, you know, the Civil War, uh, a bunch of Americans died on both sides of the line, north and south, and it was just a really bad time for the country. 
Um, so it's really weird with this. We do have that as a, a thing for this episode on and off. Um, we get kind of a symbol that's overjoyed and happy and another symbol that would be seen as bad. So that's where part of the costumes end up coming from, um, especially with warts being Christmas and the Civil War. And it, it basically having two opposite, you know, meanings to it together. But, I mean, it looks pretty cool, right? So, um, going into it, we have where Wart is also standing in his room. He turns the fan on and has this thing blowing like a cape, um, his little uh, army shawl. And we hear this quote, which is actually um, our title. And Wart actually says, uh, now into the unknown, talking about going in and giving Sarah this tape. Um, So a lot of things with this episode, when we actually watch episode 10, actually seems like it could all just be a dream and could be fake, all um, done through Greg's eyes, possibly, um, or not Greg's eyes, Wart's eyes, but then it's kind of weird how him and Greg would have the same knowledge of things. So uh, Wart goes to a football game, and as he's getting closer to there, we do have Greg come out from Old Lady Daniels. She gives him candy, um, and it just kind of goes from there. You know, he's dirty. He walks up to some girls that know Wart, and they ask what he is. Greg goes, I'm an elephant. You see my trunk, and he points at the spout of the tea kettle. So that's the first instance where we actually get him go, you know, I'm an elephant. Um, but we also find out, too, later on in this episode that he stole the Rock Fact Rock, um, which is something that he does also tell Wirt about it. Um which I, I believe he actually tells him either at the end of this episode, beginning of episode 10 for that. Uh, but Greg runs off after taking the tape from Wirt and trying to go give it to Sarah. Um, Sarah is the mascot, um, which is a bee uh, for this school. It It was just kind of funny. Knowing mascots and who all different people are, I wonder if that would be like somebody's, um, like the creator's like favorite football team, maybe. Um, but they stick this thing in Sarah's jacket. Wirt's trying to get it back. He gets run off, kind of, sorta, and then is told they're going to go to a party. So they go to this party which Wirt is not invited to, but Greg goes in and basically gets Wirt pulled into it as well. Um, And we see Sarah's costume here and there as well, which this is another symbol in this uh, for us to know that Sarah is dressed as a clown, but her face is painted like a skeleton. So, I mean, we do get kind of a lot of this different back and forth with events that are darker and ones that are considered more funny, more light. Um, so both of these costumes are pretty, pretty good things. Um, but Wart thinks that this is kind of 
life crumbling. Um, part of the girls at the football game actually said that Jason Thunderburger, which will have him come in later, will actually pop up um, in this episode and let us know. So another thing that alludes to some things that we hear uh, throughout the episode, which I brought this up, which this was in the uh, the school one with the animals, School Town Foley, or Schoolhouse Foley, um, the two old cat one. We hear boys outside sitting there talking about um, sort of pitching baseball games. Um, and this is where, with this episode, if we actually listen to a lot of things, we hear a lot of what Greg picks up and actually says or does, um, and it all just seems like crazy ramblings, but this episode actually is a, a key part in a lot of that. And then I like this part that we have here is Wart and Sarah actually bump into each other at this party, um, and she tells them that they're going to go to the graveyard later, and he's like, oh, well, what are y'all going to do? And she says, well, we're going to drink age-appropriate drinks. He's like, juice? And she goes, yeah, age-appropriate drinks. So... I really, I really just like that part because I feel like most of the people uh, that are closer around mine and Mike's age, most likely, unless you haven't like had a drink at all, like you've been put in that position by your parents or a guardian or somebody like that at least once in your life. So it's kind of a, a funny thing. Um. And the other weird thing is with this, the party ends so fast because right when Wart and Greg pop in there, then they're told about that. And then there's Jason Funderburger and then everybody says, hey, we're uh, we're leaving. <laughs> you know, we're going already. So it just seems like that was like the fastest party ever. And um, at least for them, like showing up for a second and then leaving. So it was almost like a we're just going to stop by and say hi. Um, and, and it's really only going to be saying hi. So we'll be here for five minutes. Um, so that's kind of what happened with that. But they go to, um, they go to the graveyard, which is tall, called the Eternal Garden. Um, this is one thing that I feel like a lot of stuff alludes to this in here. When we hear over the garden wall, um, in this part, whenever Wharton Greg gets spooked, um, they actually climb over the wall to get to the other side from the cemetery. Thus, the name of our title, Over the Garden Wall. Um, now, re-watching this to record for y'all, there is something else that stuck out to me a little bit that was a little freaky um, here and there. And in episode one, if you see the actual start of it where... Uh, the woodsman is sitting there with his daughter. Uh, we have both of them sitting there together. And she kind of is getting water from a well. And she looks over um, this little rock wall. Now, I'm not exactly sure how much of it we can see. If there's a lot of vegetation there or whatever. But I really wonder if that could be another thing for the title as well. If her looking over um, this other little garden wall uh, of the woodsman's actually means anything for this stuff or if it's even a garden wall or anything else like that. So 
we've seen some of them already before of those those walls in different places, but never have we seen one um, kind of from a from the woodsman's aspect or the woodsman's daughters, except for that first little sneak peek. Uh, so I'm not exactly sure if that is uh, a garden wall or not. <laughs> but as for right now, the best thing for our title of Over the Garden Wall is that they're climbing over the cemetery wall uh, for the Eternal Garden Cemetery, which is where they're at. So another thing, if you watch this and you get to the part where they are in the cemetery and you have both Wirt and Greg sitting there and kind of talking here and there, um, you also have um, Greg hiding behind a gravestone. And if you look at the name on the gravestone, which I, th I think I called this once, but I didn't put two and two together. But if you look at it, down on the this gravestone for the name, it actually says Quincy Endicott. So I'm a little confused on where that name came from. Because now this also puts more doubt into the episode um, not the unknown being some mystical, magical place, but the unknown basically being some kind of child's uh, dream from hitting their head too hard or something like that. And just by like some kind of weird, freaky osmosis, um, him and his brother basically having kind of the same dream slash nightmare. Um, but we have this, you know... Greg hears a frog, so he goes, oh, you know, you took me on a frog hunt the whole time. You know, it, it's all been a ruse. So after they climb over the wall, there's a bush there that actually find this frog. And it is right by a set of train tracks. And this ends up knocking them over and then rolling down a hill into the water that they're submerged into, um, which is where they wake up and come out from the unknown. Um, it, it does kind of play a, a big role, which I like this song too. And we only hear it for a second here. Um, but if you get the actual album, you can hear all the songs basically that they have in, uh, over the garden wall in their entirety. And this is the old black train song, which I really enjoy. Um, basically talking about, uh, spirits and souls moving on and leaving their baggage behind and things like that. Um, so in this instant, as they're rolling down the hill and they fall in the water, the song does seem very appropriate. All right. So now the next part of this that we get, um, we actually come back into the unknown. We have where Wirt has finally uh, awoken and, and he is in, he's in a tree full of these little bluebirds. Um, and there's one that sticks out and she keeps with a spoon sticking dirt in his mouth. Um, I'm not exactly sure what all of that is about. Um, it's just kind of funny, but we find out that basically Wirt was left on their doorstep of this tree and that this is actually Beatrice's mom and the rest of her family. Um, so now they were keeping Wirt and, uh, the frog war warm 
and trying to make sure that they survived um, because they were freezing when they were dropped off. Uh, Mom says, oh, you know, we have... Um, you know, we saw you, we pulled y'all in and are trying to keep you warm, warm. And Greg or not Greg Wirt is trying to sit there and get ready. So he climbs out of the tree and Beatrice's mom tells him that it's really cold outside and that she's, or that Wirt is no good to Greg dead. Um, and we have this really good line from Wirt. That he says, uh, I was never any good to him while he was alive. Or, yeah, to him, to him, I was never any good to him alive. Um, which we, I mean, this just, it means a lot, you know, here. Um, especially the interaction we've seen kind of here and there with both of them. And how different things... Um, have happened with how Wart is and how Greg is and, you know, how Wart as the big brother hasn't really had his responsibility because he views that whole relationship of Greg and his dad being kind of a, a foreign body still to him and his mom, even though Greg is his half little brother. Um, so it it does kind of echo a little bit from the first episode too, when the woodsman told him that he's the older brother, he's the one that has the responsibility, he's the one that handles all of this stuff, not Greg, and he can't expect Greg to be his own human being because he is such a young child. So um, we have Wirt walk off into the snow and all the bluebirds uh, watching him as he does. And now he's off to find Greg. So uh, we'll just, we'll have to see where it goes because uh, this is kind of a where you go stay tuned for episode 10 kind of moment. All right, guys. So this last part is actually one where I wanted to point out a lot of other facts because we are ending or getting near the end of the series um, so this is a Halloween one. Uh, if you haven't seen that yet or haven't gotten it, if you've never watched it before, a lot of the episodes don't seem that way. But when you watch episode nine, everything is very clear um, that it is all uh, a costume party and everything. And it does take place on Halloween night. Um, there are a bunch of different crazy things that happen with it. Um but this is Halloween and everybody is dressed up. Um, and so episode nine actually is the best representation that lets you know that because we do have aspects of it that make it seem like Christmas and we do have aspects of it that make it seem like, um, like, uh, Thanksgiving and some other stuff. Um, now here's another part that I think sticks out a lot is that and going into episode 10 we'll actually hear a little more about it but when you actually look at things and you actually see it from our very opening little panels and stuff showing us stuff everything that has happened has actually been been a long time um 
if you haven't caught that. Um, you know, we don't know how long they were in the unknown. We know that days and nights and everything else have passed. We also know that there is also kind of a weird time thing there with how, um, how the beast can kind of make the forest darker, um, with kind of part of his power. Um, but with all the different things that we see that do happen here and there, we do at some point start realizing how much things have happened and how long that they have. When we actually look at this, when we watch episode 10 and see the ending parts and everything, we'll actually see all this stuff, how long everything has actually taken. Because from the very beginning and as they walk through the unknown or whatnot, there's actually long spans of time that are actually passing by. Um, you know, we have the part where, um, you know, Endicott basically saw the spirit and we have these parts where, uh, from that, you know, he tells them he's been to a doctor, he's seen him, he's seen a, a shrink and some other stuff and they don't believe him. They think it's fake for him to think that Marguerite's a ghost. And then we have you know, more so where they have a mural painted of them, um, in the future, basically, uh, with the ending theme, um, for him and Fred, um, in a mural with Marguerite standing, you know, beside it. So based off of the different time stamps and sequences, um, I would say we've probably, had a few weeks, um, if not more here and there with everything that's happened in, in the unknown and in our world. Uh, I think that with the unknown that it actually moves faster compared to here, because whenever Wart and Greg actually wake back up, they are actually back when they woke up, um, from when they fell in the lake or in the river. But everything else that we saw has basically had some kind of a timestamp to it. It has been different, uh, different time um, for different things to happen. And with the days that it seems like were presented, it doesn't. It seems like everything happens kind of like in a week long time span. And I would I would argue that it's not because of the different things that we see. Um, how different stuff does actually happen. Um, Wirt giving up hope that they're going to make it out of the unknown, um, as well as how the woodsman has kept the lantern going, even though we haven't seen him cut down an Adelwood tree, um, and just some of the other stuff, you know, it, it's a full amount of things that we've actually seen happen in, in over a few weeks to possibly a month, uh, long, um, time that a lot of people won't actually catch that because of how it's set up. But one of the other cool things that actually has happened, and I believe I brought it up before is how they actually played, um, on the moon cycles with this. If you actually, um, 
go back to when the garden wall was actually coming out and look at the moon cycles every episode was supposed to represent where the moon was in that cycle for that particular day that it was actually going to come out which is actually a really cool tidbit for the show as well of how much detail um they're willing to include in it that even on the nights when this first was coming out on Cartoon Network, that you could walk outside and actually see um, see those phases of the moon every night They that they were doing it, even though the timestamps obviously were different for all the stuff that was going on um, outside of the unknown and inside of the unknown. And at least for us as well, you know. But, uh, I think this is probably, out of all ten episodes, this is probably my favorite one. Because it does show, um, kind of how everything happened. It does show why Wart is the way that he is. Why he's, um, so knowledgeable about different things that he is as well. I mean, we do see a lot of it in <clears throat> in his room. Um, as he lets us know what's compiled on this tape for Sarah. But we do get get over all that stuff. We do come to the ending of him having to go off and actually try and find Greg now in the unknown. And what everything is going on for that. Because until... This episode in episode 10, we actually didn't even know that they fell in the water. Besides noticing, if you did, with episode 1, their their clothes being a little wet. Um, so, I think that's why I really, I really enjoy this episode in particular. Um, on top of all the little hidden mysteries and the stuff that Greg has said throughout. The things that Wirt has kind of said throughout kind of two different things because Greg is repeating things that he's heard. Wirt is repeating things that he knows that we have to assume that he he has already studied it or already knows it. Um, but yeah, I mean, Over the Garden Wall is a really great series. It's a great miniseries. If you never watched it, check it out. Um, and let me know what you think. But as always on this podcast... Like we, what we like to say is we will see you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for tomorrow because that is our last episode for over the garden wall. Um, at least the TV series, if I can get the comics, um, we may have a few more episodes come out, but I am unsure of that at the current moment, but thanks for listening.